0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: In times like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to The
2: Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth and joining me today are Dom Knight. Hello. <laughs> and for the very last time,
0: Nina Oyama. Hey. Hello, I'm 27. <laughs> <laughs> Nina, no, we're very sad. This is your final show. Why are you leaving again? I don't know. What? You have some sort of excuse.
3: Oh cuz I just got um I got something on have to go and do some stuff that is a real are thing. You,
2: you don't have anything on, do no, you? No, I Just do.
3: I do. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to um, quit so can smoke weed and <laughs> drink all day you and not you worry can, about it. You've
0: got this. a better work offer than hanging out with a bunch of guys in their mid-40s who are fairly <laughs> daggy. Is that is that really yeah. true? Mm.
3: I, I'm leaving to work on a kids show, so you know how I was complaining about you guys being old? Mm. I found fa- mm. finally found my people, young people who make shows for kids.
2: Right, and are you included in the kids like is it for people your age yeah I
3: have the mental age of a child so (laughs) it's 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 a bunch of four-year-olds and me um no but I I did I'm not allowed to talk about it because it's it hasn't been announced yet but it is real it's real Did did I tell you um after I got fired from that podcast the based other on your podcast. life. Yeah, the one based on my life. Um, I did an audition for a character who picks their nose all the time mm. and I got the role.
2: Oh, right. So that's the role.
3: So that's it's, the role. Um,
2: you're playing a person who picks their nose all the time. Yeah,
3: I'm playing that person. I've rather never actually than picked my nose because I'm very clean. So Rather that's
2: what than I'm, be on this podcast.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really <laughs> it's a really full-time demanding job and I'm doing a lot of method acting and my nostrils are real sore and you know how it gets. <laughs> being in the acting biz.
2: Now, I should mention that we are going to get to Melbourne being
0: out of lockdown. Yes, we're crossing to Melbourne very shortly. Yes, uh, for a um, live-ish update. It was live when we recorded it with a man who is out enjoying Melbourne and then tasting the freedom. But, Nina, this week has not just been
2: all about career success. You have had just a horrible time, haven't you? Yeah,
3: I got robbed. My house got broken into while I was asleep.
2: While you were asleep. Yeah, oh, while well, I was dear. asleep
3: at 4am, it got broken into by, I don't know, there are these people that cracked our sunroom back door open with um a, what's it called, a screwdriver. And um when we woke up, like our back doors were all open, a bunch of stuff was stolen and there was candle wax everywhere.
0: Candle wax. So they were like really, really sort of Renaissance thieves.
3: Yeah. Or either that or they were just these fucking junkies that, but it, our theory is that because our, our house is quite dark and we mm. don't turn on lights cause we're trying to save money and the environment. Um, but we basically think that they, uh, lit a candle and then, like, took it around the house to try and see what they could steal. But they were really shaky, so there was, like, <laughs> wax just everywhere. Because of all of the
0: meth, right.
3: Yeah, and so we, we followed the wax around the house to see and, what and they took.
0: nobody woke up?
3: No, apparently one of my housemates heard shuffling, but he – because there were six people in the house at the time.
0: Yeah, right.
3: He was like, Oh, was probably just one of this many people that live here.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm- – Kind of torn about the wax because on the one hand, it wouldn't have kind of woken everyone up with a torch beam. Mm. On the other hand, you can't see shit in a room walking around with a candle. And, a,
3: yeah, and on the third hand, maybe it's really romantic to go <laughs> robbing by candlelight. Actually, that's maybe true. That's maybe, maybe it was beautiful. a couple. Yeah, maybe they were having their first, like, meth date. I don't yes. know. I can't fault them. But they didn't pick up that much stuff. I think mean, they got, like, a laptop and some speakers and- So
0: again, the shortcomings of the, of the candle method. Of yeah, the
3: <laughs> it really doesn't work. Even though my $400 USB mic was right there on the table where they stole a bunch of stuff from, they didn't take it. They uh, had
0: one hand held in the candle too. They couldn't, they couldn't have taken more than one hand's worth. That's
3: true. But like truly my most expensive item was right in front of them and they, they didn't care about me, so- and I'm the only woman that lives in my house, so it was an act of misogyny for them not to also rob me too.
0: Well, mm. but maybe they're fans of the podcast. Maybe they were like, look, we can't take a Yama's, um legendary Blue Yeti podcasting mic. Mm.
3: Maybe, but I highly <laughs> doubt it. But anyway, after they came um, the next day, we got like our, our house like dusted for fingerprints. Yeah. And apparently they'd broken in like a bunch of houses down our street and the next street as well.
0: Are we calling them the candlelight bandits yet?
3: Oh, I like that. The candlelight okay. bandits.
0: Because I, I've had a break in as well many years ago now. Okay, and, no um, bragging. I didn't realise no, it's a competition. Yeah, but, but the <laughs> fingerprint dust goes fucking everywhere, right? Like yeah. it's annoying enough that you've been broken into – but you've got these smudges over every surface. It's like soot being everywhere. Yeah,
3: it's fucking bullshit. The other thing that sucks as well is we had a broken fridge for three weeks, mm. and our fridge it just would beep like every two hours. It'd be like beep 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 beep, and like someone at three a.m. every night would have to get up and turn it off. And often it would be me because I like I my room is next to the kitchen. And the day of the robbery, we got our fridge fixed, oh. and we have this theory that if we never fix our fridge. It would have gone beep, 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 and scared the robbers off. Yes. Or one of us would have gotten up, caught them. Yes. And b- been, or you been would have strong gotten, enough you to. you would have
2: gotten up, <laughs> caught them, they would have murdered you <laughs> and the fridge saved your life. Or you would have gotten
0: up, looked at the, the robber across the candlelight and gone, <laughs> Where have you beautiful. been all my life? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but surely it's the fridge repair person that, that's to blame. Yes, I mean, it's an inside job. It's an inside job. Yes. Who was in the house? Is there anyone to suspect?
3: There was um, one of the boys in my house did have a girl over
0: oh, that we wow. had not met. A new girl. I've, seen, new. I've seen the series about that with Zoe Deschanel. That's very suspicious. Mm-hmm. It's the perils of living with a soft boy.
3: Um do you know what a soft boy is? No, oh, it's like a sensitive guy that gets girls because he's so sensitive
0: and nice. Oh, that's like me, except for the getting girls bit. Right? Okay. <laughs> um, I, and so there was a new person in the house. Yeah.
3: So we have all these jokes that she stole all the shit, but, but I don't think she did.
0: But do we? Maybe it's a reality and not
3: a joke. Is it? I don't think so, man. The the candle was pretty insane, but maybe.
0: I mean, and so had they, had- Emily,
3: if you're listening to this podcast, we are gonna swab. Cram's room for fingerprints and
2: candles. (laughs) Uh, Well, should we get on with the show?
3: Hell yeah!
2: I have another terrible story coming up. Have you got Um, another tale of
0: woe? I've got a tale of woe. Is
3: it another failed business? (laughs) It sort of is. Ah!
0: This is becoming the theme of the podcast. This is supposed to be a topical news podcast, not a a, you know opposite of the barefoot investor.
2: But let's go to Rebecca Day and Mino in the Chaser Newsroom. (laughs)
1: The Halloween party has ended in disaster after a man took the scary costume theme too far. With party-goers already extra nervous due to the pandemic, the man in question left many guests traumatised after not only foregoing a traditional Halloween mask, but not wearing any mask at all. Home Affairs Minister and part-time potato Peter Dutton has today accidentally won Scariest Monster at the Parliament House Halloween party, despite not wearing a costume. Dutton reportedly only dropped by to ask ScoMo for more anti-protester water cannon funding for the Federal Police when the horrified judges immediately handed Peter the prize. The traditional owners of Jabwarung country have expressed surprise after the Victorian government took issue with their plan to demolish a church that they want to put a road through. Indigenous leaders said they didn't understand why people were so upset about knocking down churches. It was the only possible way known to create faster highways. That's the latest Chaser news. Check out chaser.com.au for more updates.
2: Thanks, Beck. And Beck, this is Nina's last show. Do you, do you want to say anything to her?
1: It's all right. I'm speaking at her farewell party tomorrow night. What? Farewell party? Yeah, Nina, what farewell party?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, guys. We couldn't invite you. Too many people? It's a COVID thing.
2: What are you talking about? There's, there's only four people on this whole podcast.
3: Oh, yeah. I'll see you tomorrow night, Nina. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Bring as many friends as you like. we Will
0: do.
1: Oh, come on. Oh, Nina. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens.
0: Chaser Report is brought to you by
2: Kmart Guided Tours. Yeah, that's
0: right, Nina. In Melbourne, you've got to actually book to go into Kmart. That's how popular it is. What? A Kmart? Yeah. Come for the ambience. Stay because it's impossible to find the exit.
1: The Chaser Report.
0: Now with extra whispers.
2: But, of course, the biggest news this week is that Melbourne is finally out of lockdown. Yay!
0: You did it, Victoria!
2: And uh, if there's one man who's really given voice to, to what Melburnians have been going through after all these weeks, I think it's sixteen weeks of lockdown,
0: something like yeah, that. Yeah, seven months, Charles. Yeah, seven seven. freaking
2: months. Oh, yeah, it's, it's way more than sixteen months. Yeah, the longest
0: yeah. in the world, apparently.
2: Yeah. Well, talking of longest in the world, uh, we're going to talk to the voice of Melbourne himself. <laughs>
0: I hate that. I'm
3: sorry. That's the worst intro. Neil <laughs> is Why Neil would Mitchell you, the isn't, podcast? Isn't he your cousin? He's like my that's cousin, just yeah, That's just real
0: strange. Okay. Is anyone besides you calling him the voice of Melbourne is my question. Yes, everyone. Is, is
3: the, anyone besides you calling him the longest in the world? Like, is he really tall? Anyway, is that, what's, oh no, you obviously
2: don't come from Melbourne because if you'd come from Melbourne, you would know that David Milner is the voice of Melbourne.
0: No, that's Joe Hildebrand. <laughs>
2: No, it's really not. It's really not. We've team got rug, Team um, rug. Because he's my cousin, I've got his phone number. Let's call him and ask him what it's like to be in Melbourne. Let's hope he answers. <laughs> G'day. Hello, David. Hello. This is Charles. Hello. You're, you're on air. This is, uh, uh, what is it called? The Chaser Report. Yeah, to the extent that yeah. the podcast <laughs> can uh,
0: be on air.
4: How are you, David? I am a bit drunk. I'm good, though. I'm very good. <laughs>
2: Hello, David. So what, what have you been doing? What, what, what has been your day since, you know, lockdown ended?
4: Um, I, I worked for you.
0: You know that? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. This is cross-promotion for the SHOT website. Yeah, that's right.
3: It's blatant, oh isn't it? Is cross-promotion <laughs> for whatever his dodgy ventures are. Can I say, David, <laughs>
0: your articles were fantastic. Like, I, they really just gave a sense of what you're all going through. Funny, emotional... You must you must feel
4: bizarre being out on the street after all this. It's it's so strange. I've seen – I mean, people have – cafes have chairs out the front now and people are sitting in them and that is just the trippiest thing. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the rest of the day I, I, I'm currently in a park. I've got up with friends that I haven't seen since February, maybe March. Um, <sighs> and that was just a very nice moment, so – yeah, we're sort of lapping it up, I guess.
2: What's your attitude towards Daniel Andrews? Like,
4: um, I think I have the attitude towards him um, that most people here do that the Koto quarantine thing was obviously a bit of a fuck-up. But after that happened, the only sensible solution was to just get on board with this lockdown and suck it up and do it properly despite everyone trying to ruin it for us. Mm. And we did. And that took remarkable courage on our part, but also on his part really as well. And yes, on, but we, also had, we had zero cases yesterday and that's amazing.
0: That was incredible. But I mean, I want to pay tribute though to Peter Credlin, the work that she did <laughs> uh, fixing Melbourne. I think it was pretty much all her that got you to this point. So
4: mm. shout out to Oh Peter. no, she, she's, a, she's a hero and, and Rachel Baxendale and all of them have, Mm. not made this worse at all not not by any means
2: yeah, so who was the worst person during the pandemic out of everyone the
4: worst the single biggest dickhead i think was probably kim smith Yes, of Tim Smith is um, not the leader of the Victorian Liberal Party, but he's the only one everyone's ever heard of mm. because he kept doing very stupid shit. I mean,
0: the the donuts the the donuts that were supposed to spell eight hundred uh, for the people who died,
4: <laughs> but actually were were a cock and balls. I mean, it went extremely viral, and I I, I got mentioned in my. Um, first ever News yeah. cop story because I just <laughs> resp- responded to him and said, Tim, that looks like a donut penis. You need to get better at this. <laughs> and that, and we got donut dicks, hashtag donut dicks, tra- trending yesterday. <laughs> Which is more
0: recognisable than the rest of the Victorian Liberals, given the stats I've seen.
4: No, that's exactly right. And But that's just one of many things. In, I think it was April, he tried to kill all the bats in the botanical gardens just because of coronavirus. That was his attempt <laughs> oh at a wedge. Yeah, he did. He tried to round up a posse to kill all the fucking bats to make life difficult for the Victorian government what? in the middle of a pandemic. This is the calibre of this man. Did he throw donuts at them? What did he do? i I don't know what he was thinking. He just thought this would get him some attention. This would make things difficult. And the, the remarkable thing, if anything good has come out of this little period, it's that Milburnians are so over bullshit and stunts and everyone is calling him on it. And I think that's, Actually, quite a nice positive.
0: I mean, yeah, no beers for news went crazy yesterday. On Twitter, I just put a little thing about it, um, and it got like thousands of <laughs> things. I, just any mention of that, it seemed like Victorians were your best friend. And did anyone from news have beers today? Can you report on on that?
4: I don't think they're showing their face around town. To be perfectly honest, mm. I, I wasn't looking for them, but they. The vibe was that they were not welcome, and it was it was quite nice. Um, Monday night was my fuck. Actually, I don't know whether it was Monday. Whatever, whatever day that your lockdown <laughs> is announced. Good. Time does not matter here anymore. That's the other thing you guys need to be aware of. Right. Um, but yeah, when Daniel Andrews announced the lockdown was ending, there was a very weird, isolated piss up online, and that hashtag trended all night because it felt like that organisation was not on this city's side the entire time. Mm, yeah. And and that
2: includes Alan Jones, doesn't it? Because he's got a Sky News. Sure. <laughs> now we've got well, we've got to give him a tip of the hat for what he said today on uh, on Sky News. What did, he,
4: what did he say today?
2: Didn't he say um, that Daniel Andrews has has unlocked down too much, and that oh it's all gonna it's all gonna break out again? Didn't he criticize? What do the these Andrews?
4: What do these people want? What do they actually? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, we know what Andrew Bolt wants, which is um no multiculturalism except for people with his ancestry. Um, he, he's been extraordinary. I'm surprised he hasn't been run out of town on a rail.
4: Um, well, the thing, I mean, he would have been, but we're not actually allowed to leave town.
2: So, so do you think the reason why Melbourne was so successful at getting rid of the coronavirus is because they clamped down on multiculturalism? Is that your <laughs> take as well?
4: <laughs> you are taking me grossly out of context. So I will not answer this question. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, it was Peter Credlin's hard work. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, And so, and uh, like, have you made a booking to go to Kmart yet?
4: (laughs) I I haven't. I actually, I I do need new underwear, which seems to be what's driving the bookings. Mm. Um, No, the thing about that is that we've literally, the the most fun thing we've been legally allowed to do for basically the last eight months is go to the park. Mm. And that's all we've been doing. Have you and taken
3: Have you taken a picture of your food yet? Because I've noticed a lot of Melbourneians are uploading pictures of their food at a restaurant, which is something usually I would not be happy with. Mm. I would be like, this yeah. is so long. This is like so 2004. But after seeing about 10 schnitties from a Melbourne pub, I was like, you know what? They can have it. Freedom fries.
4: I actually did. I was like a photo my breakfast this morning. I went to a cafe and I'm, I'm the same. I never do that. But I was like, this is amazing. I have a poached egg. <laughs>
3: I have a, I've developed like a bit of an addiction to like packages. Like I just like online shopping and getting sent packages. But I feel like now like you're in Melbourne, you know that uh, thing that like if your dad gets sorry, if your dad catches you smoking cigarettes, he makes you smoke like a whole pack at once. <laughs> I feel like that's, is that what's happened with you? Is this a way to cure package addiction?
4: I, I'm so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I need to go to a real shop. I've been buying weird shit. Part of it is like I have, my lockdown experience has been through the prison of a two-year-old that's a bit insane mm. and we haven't had playgrounds. Is that an actual
3: two-year-old or you just have the personality of one? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I fair question. <laughs> I have an actual two year old and for such a long time the playgrounds were closed and the pools and every and grandma wasn't available and all these things, you know, that things that are good for two year olds were just illegal. Mm. And so I've just been ordering fucking transformers and Lego and and the mail's actually been quite exciting for the last four months. <laughs> 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 it's kept me sane. But my God, I just want to go into a normal shop.
2: So, uh, so you're on the beers? Are you on the beers tonight, or did you uh, go up higher on the shelf? I am on the beers. Um, I don't have a shelf. <laughs> um. <laughs> you have
3: to go to Kmart to get that. So, but you've surely, exactly. you've
2: surely <laughs> got to slam Daniel Andrews for you know posting that photo of the whiskey. Do you know Isn't what? Isn't that a
4: bit? I, I I did look into that, and that was such a concocted outrage. It's. It was so blatant. It was like it was as blatant as Tim Smith's stupid stuff because that was a bottle of Starwood whiskey, mm. which is a Melbourne distillery about 7Ks from where I live. And it wasn't really that expensive. It was like a $70 bottle.
2: $70 a bottle? Of That's all right. That's, I, well, I mean, how much does a whiskey bottle, what, is 25 cents? Usually more 70. than 70 bucks. That's bargain. That's Kmart pricing. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have to make a booking to get it? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he didn't. I would
2: have to. West Coast cooler would cost more than that because, like, a West no, Coast cooler would be like.
1: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri Term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh onecom
2: but $3 per standard drink?
1: Okay, let's stop
3: talking about okay. whiskey because Charles is going to get some ideas about what his next scam Doing should be. Own,
1: yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> sweat. I'm just, I'm just saying, in terms of bang for buck, alcohol content to dollar, it's not that much more than a slab of eBay, to be perfectly honest.
0: Well, look, thank you for all your articles on theshot.net.au during the lockdown explaining what it feels like uh, which gave me a real sense of just how heart-breaking it was and made me really happy that I wasn't in Melbourne. So thank you,
1: David.
4: <laughs> 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 we're glad you weren't in Melbourne as well, don't you.
1: <laughs> Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chase of Report.
0: Now, Charles and Nina, we're going to have a largely Trump-free week for a change on the podcast this oh, week. Before,
3: thank God,
0: before the big election special next week that we're really excited about, which is probably why you left us. But anyway, this week Donald Trump did visit a very strange place. I want to talk about it. It's in Florida, and it's strange even by Florida standards. Was
3: it Disneyland?
0: No, even more strange than Disneyland, and I want to tell you all about it in this week's Chaser Travel, exploring all the places we're not allowed to go. This week, we're heading to a place called The Villages. Have a listen. It's a little slice of paradise. Sunshine and golf galore.
4: Where neighbors stroll the old town square. And the good life is in store.
1: For the Villages. Welcome to Florida's friendliest hometown, The Villages. It's the villages. Wow. That's it. A- It sounds
0: like a sitcom starring Bob Saget. I actually imagine. It sounds
3: like a B-side from the Book of Mormon. Yeah, yeah, no. Sung by the Mormons.
0: For some reason I imagined that 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 ad would exist on YouTube Mm. and I looked it up and it was exactly as I thought, like kind of a a sort of family ties era cheesy thing. That's what it is. The Villages is a retirement community and it's a place where everyone goes uh, on on the campaign trail. So every, particularly Republican candidates, Trump went there last time, he went there this time to give a big speech. Is this,
2: is this by any chance north of Orlando in Florida? It's very near, it's 45 minutes away from Orlando. North?
0: I'm not sure. I probably,
2: oh. I think, I think I've been there. I, th- well,
0: I think I've I've driven past it. Well, you probably have, Charles, because is this it is
3: where the village people retired
0: to. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have been there, Charles, because it is, it is absolutely massive, right? Um, you know there's a lot of retirees in Florida. It's a whole cliche, everyone moves down from New York or whatever. Yeah. Guess how many uh, people live in the villages? I don't know, like 50,000, does me?
3: 500. <laughs>
0: 500 people. 122,000 people. Holy shit. Live in the villages. So it's the size of, I don't know, Melbourne or something, isn't well, it? Well, the actual area is the size of Manhattan, <laughs> um, but it, it's just insanely huge. Um, and the thing is they're all over 55. Like everyone in this place is over 55. So you young- guys would fit
3: in perfectly. <laughs> Yay,
0: that's why I'm that's telling Charles about this so we can book our place. Young people, so to, uh, people below 19 are allowed to visit for a maximum of 30 days a year and they've got to check in with a pass. So, Charles, as a father of, of young children who wouldn't be allowed to go there, are you tempted? I think this is a great idea. I think <laughs> the least young people, like as
2: soon as – I turn fifty five. I'm out of you know, like the kids can just look after themselves.
0: And the thing I love about this too is, like, so many parents rely on the grandparents to help out, but all the people who've moved to the village are kind of like, oh, you can have a month. That's all, <laughs> just one month, then you're on your own. Um, for much of the past decade, the villages was the fastest growing like postcode area in the whole of the US. Twenty people moving every single day, uh, and for all the different villages, all the different areas, there are twelve districts. Quite like the movie, The Hunger Games. Guess how they all get around, the residents of the Villages.
3: They have to fight each other to the death, just like The Hunger Games. There's a cage
0: Uh match. (laughs) On Zimmer frames. Electric Zimmer frames. Close.
3: Segways.
0: Golf carts, guys. Golf carts. Wow. And you know what? When the president went there, he knew his audience. (laughs)
4: Hello, Florida. It's great to be with you and back at The Villages. I like The Villages.
0: And I see you driving around in those beautiful golf carts, the most beautiful carts. I want to get one. I'm going to get a golf cart like that, but you have the best and you're always fighting for me and I'm always fighting for you and I appreciate it. That's why we're here. So he knows his crowd. It's all about the golf carts. And it's quite crazy. When you see photos of the villages. like outside every shop, the only car parks are golf cart car parks. Um, they have special <laughs> golf cart bridges over all the freeways. In the area. There's um,
3: golf cart freeways? Yeah. No, no. There's,
0: there's, there's regular freeways and then there's golf cart bridges over the top so do you and mean, there's a tunnel underneath.
3: Hang on. That's like in, if you if you drive from Sydney to Newcastle, they have those like um the little bridges for the possums. Yes. So it's like that for golf for carts? Old, for old people, for yeah. For yeah.
0: people. And people even get special golf carts that cost like 35 grand and are made to look like, like a Hummer or a Mercedes or something like that. Um, and at one point the villagers set a world record Or the most golf carts in a parade, 3,371.
3: What? This sounds like actual heaven. I feel like you can go to heaven before you die and the Villagers.
0: I can't work out if it's heaven or hell. Like it's sort of a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. Oh, come on. You hate walking. You'd love it. No, that's true. But here's the other selling point of the Villagers. There is a lot of golf. Do you want to say, guess how many holes of golf there are across the whole of the villages? How many holes you can actually play? 18. 693.
3: <laughs> That's what I was going to guess.
0: You just cut me off. They've got like, um, I think they've got 12, like 27 or 18 hole courses and 42 nine hole courses. So it, it's pretty crazy. I mean, w- how much do you guys actually like golf? Like I'm not really a golfer. That wouldn't do much for me. But
3: I'm not a golfer, but I would learn to love it if I lived in the villages. <laughs> yeah,
0: have to- they'd probably have the beer piped to each hole I'd imagine. There's a lot of other stuff you can do too. You can go fishing, kayaking, you can canoe. Um, There's softball, soccer. There's a thing called pickleball too. Have you ever heard of pickleball?
3: Is that like if you use a pickle as a ball?
0: It's kind of like this weird little – Small tennis with like bats and a very low net. It's kind of okay, like. Okay, Dom, are you tennis.
3: working for Big the Villages? Because I feel <laughs> like I feel like you've picked up on Charles's, you know, like little scammer it, vibes. Yeah. I feel like you've been sent here to tell us how good it is back at the Villages.
2: This probably violates some sort of, you know,
0: advertising standard. Hi, <laughs> I'm Dom Knight for the Villages. <laughs> Look, it's not all a good picture. Let me give you some more information. Um, another big uh, hobby in the villages.
3: Is getting coronavirus. No,
0: That's absolutely true. They've had a huge spike in cases.
3: Hell um, yeah, There
0: because it's in Florida. And Trump's rally had lots of people without masks. So they get ready for a lot more. But the other hobby that they had that I was going to get to is sex. The New York Post called the villagers uh, round zero no. for geriatrics who are seriously getting it on. Oh ah.
3: yeah, I'm buying my tickets to Florida, baby.
0: And couples have apparently been busted having quickies in the back of the golf cart, and there's black market Viagra everywhere throughout the villages. Um, and as a result of all of this fun in the sun down in, in Florida, there's been a huge increase in STDs in recent years. Uh, the Orlando dosen- the Orlando Sentinel said there was a 71% increase uh, in cases of syphilis and chlamydia in the villages. So there you go.
3: I'm not surprised at all. Well, they, they didn't get the safe sex message, right? Well, um, why would they need to? They're too old to have a baby.
0: But they're not too old to get AIDS. So <laughs> <someone's> really, <laughs> there's been cases of HIV, seriously. So there's, someone put out a video uh, <laughs> called Senior Dating Older, Wiser and Safer to try and combat this. Um, but that's not the only weird thing about the villages, all the shagging. Um, there are all these historical plaques around the villages, like, for instance, talking about Native American attacks back in the day, epidemics, shipping accidents. There's even a, a plaque about a guy who built a lighthouse on a lake and insisted that he be called the Commodore for the rest of his life. The strange thing about this, it's entirely made up. You walk around this space, there's plaques everywhere. The entire thing was just invented by the people who run the villages. Good copywriting. Yeah, apparently a bunch of them like had beers and just came up with all this stuff. Like, oh, there was once a historical like telegraph station here. There was nothing. It was an orchard, and then someone built a caravan park, and then started building all this uh, this villages stuff. I love
3: it. That's amazing.
0: Harold Schwartz and his son uh, H. Gary Morse. So the Morses, beca- the, this guy became a billionaire out of selling the vi- the villages. And this is the other thing that's a little bit dodgy about the villages. Um, the same people, the Morses, they built and sold the houses. They own the mortgage company. Uh, they own the bank, the hospital, the utilities, the garbos, and the TV station, the radio station, and the newspaper.
3: Oh, my God. So they, like, control the media?
0: Yeah. Wow. wow. Again, quite a lot like the Hunger Games. Um, and the newspaper has, has never published about all these sinkholes that have opened up throughout the, <laughs> the villages because they're taking all the water out of the ground to water the golf courses. <laughs> So I don't know. What do you think now? Is is it a paradise or a nightmare? It's so American.
4: I can't.
3: It's like living in The Sims, like sinkholes opening up everywhere, no one knowing why. Like this is.
0: Um, Yeah, so he became a billionaire, this guy H. Gary Morse, and the IRS as a result spent nearly a decade investigating all the tax breaks that they've
3: Well, surely he created his own tax
0: system for his own little country. (laughs) But really, with an incredibly long and detailed tax investigation, endless golf and endless shagging seniors. I mean, it's not surprising that. Donald Trump likes to visit
1: The Chaser Report News you know you can't trust The
0: Chaser Report is brought to you by Kmart Guided Tours available in Melbourne now Have you have you booked in for a guided tour of Kmart Nina?
3: No freaking way man I live in Sydney Kmart is a free country
2: Well you've heard about it on Facebook and now experience Kmart firsthand. gaze in wonder at how t-shirts could be that cheap it's the child labour in Bangladesh that's why Good hack
1: the Chaser Report. More news, less often.
2: we have got a real disaster. Oh, no. A okay. genuine disaster, and it, it is worse, it is far worse than the disaster I told you about last week. Okay,
0: so to recap, you had the towels... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that were from from like months before the old ScoMo joke. Then you had they were, the. They were
3: forty dollars. Yeah, the mm.
0: 8,000 40, rolls of toilet paper mm. that were fifty seven dollars and that aren't going to come until well after Christmas.
3: And mm. they're, f- they're four rolls of toilet paper and they're going to be left in the rain.
0: Yeah, yeah. So are you saying that this is worse than those two disasters? Way, way worse. <laughs> this is
2: financial ruin. <laughs> this is <laughs> <I think> this, <laughs> this is why you're not leaving the podcast. <laughs> So at the beginning of the week, I received an email. just one email from a woman who had received a piece of merchandise that I've been selling, which is during the budget. Do you remember, you know, the government went from pretending that this was going to be, you know, surplus this year. Yeah, back in black, yeah. And they they actually sold mugs last year saying back in black. Yeah,
3: even though they weren't.
2: And so we'd put up for sale these mugs that – Crossed out the back in black, the the black part, and said back in a huge fucking deficit, right?
0: Oh, mm-hmm. very funny. Yeah. Yeah, and really timely.
2: Funny. And very it went it went very viral and we sold several hundred um So you were mugs. back in black. Yeah. Oh, was First back. time in a long time. Exactly. <laughs> so but this woman emailed me and she went, Look, my mug has just arrived, the handle's broken. Can you send me out a new one? <laughs> right and and i went and i i am smart right because i had had a really
3: questionable (laughs) statement there charles
2: i had prepared for this contingency like i'd I'd printed a few hundred mugs but i'd left two aside for this exact scenario which is a couple of you know a couple of mugs in case one got broken, right? Sure, so, so I just ship her another one. Yeah. I emailed our dispatch people, said, you know, just send her out one of the spare ones. It'll be all fine, right? The next day, I wake up at about, I don't know, like 6.30 or something like that. Uh-huh. And there's already been about three or four more emails of people overnight who've said, oh, my mug arrived. It's broken. Can ah. I get a replacement?
3: So so mm. you're in a mug deficit. I'm
2: now in a mug you're, deficit. You're right. back in
3: the red, <laughs> mug-wise.
2: M- mug red. Mug red, okay. Right. And over the course of the morning and then the day, it turned from dozens to literally hundreds of people. <laughs> <laughs> every, oh single, God. every single mug I've fucking sent out. <laughs> It would seem the handles pull <laughs> out or, or just completely smash. You should see some photos of them. Like, so I said, you know, can you please send me a photo just because yeah. I can see? And then it's like, and some of them are
0: just ruined, like they're just a hundred bits. I mean, Charles, I don't take this the wrong way, but if I'd received one of those mugs from you, mm. I would be very tempted to be like, whoops. <laughs> 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 Yeah. So
2: um, anyway, so I talked to the guy who um, who got me onto this. He right. said, "You know, the mug broker. Why don't you do? Why don't you do some mugs? I used to do mugs." <laughs> the guy, yeah. You know, right. you know yeah. what he I said? said <laughs> because they all <laughs> said. No, That's what he said. He <laughs> said, "Oh yeah, yeah." Because I said, "Oh, I've had a few broken mugs." And he said, "Yeah, that's why I stopped selling." Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a known problem inherent to mugs. <laughs> Wow. So, Charles, hundreds of mugs yeah. shattered. Mm. Would you say that you're in the red? I'm definitely in the red. So, but,
3: but I you did. you get a refund from the company or anything? Like, is there any way I to- talked
2: talk to the mug manufacturer and they you said... You them to
3: stop drop-kicking it into people's <laughs> houses.
2: They said that they would line me up with a good deal on my second round oh of my mugs. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's good. Well, Charles, that's there's good. a pretty simple solution um, here. All you need to do mm. is take the second round of mugs, yeah. wrap them in toilet paper, <laughs> and then wrap yeah. them in a giant yeah. beach towel, they won't break. <laughs> and perfect. they'll cost
3: about $500. <laughs> It'll be like a merch to ducking.
2: No, but I did I did get one email uh, this afternoon. From, okay. from a woman who, who had received it in one piece. Wow. And Do you know why she was emailing? She wanted to return it because she didn't <laughs> like it. No, it's because her son had dropped it.
4: <laughs> <to>
1: <laughs> None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. This
0: week's Chaser Report is brought to you by Kmart Tours, open and incredibly popular in Melbourne right now.
2: Well, you know what they say. What do they say? They say, "Well, you've you've tried Disneyland, you've tried Universal Studios, you've tried the Empire State Building. Now try Kmart, the closest thing to Disneyland currently open in Melbourne because standards are low." The
1: Chaser Report. Less news,
2: more often. Well, that's it for the final episode where we have Nina Oyama here. Oh, wait a minute. This is like breaking news. Nina's staying?
1: Am I staying?
2: No, no. We got back.
1: Pollsters have confidently declared that Joe Biden will definitely win the election, citing all zero polls that correctly predicted the result of the last election. One pollster said that the victory prediction was made using the same state-of-the-art computer that was used to run the 2016 Australian Census. It has a lengthy track record, which includes predicting that Brexit would fail, Boris would get the boot, and Bill Shorten would be Prime Minister.
2: Thanks to our producer, Mike Liberale. Who is now free? Free! He's in Melbourne and he's free. And, he, and we asked him what he um, had done today and he said he went to a bookstore. Nerd. Nerd. Nerd of that. And then we
3: forced him to drink a beer with us. Yes. Thank you, Mike.
0: But on the bright side, he's not abandoning us, Nina Ayama. <laughs> I'm not. I just, I, I'm busy.
2: Yeah, so we should uh, We Are we going to do a sort of in memoriam? Should, are we going to do an
0: in memoriam for Nina?
3: I think you should. I think, I think we it would be the kind way to go.
0: But look, Nina, it has been very special having you with us. And we just wanted to say farewell in the most appropriate manner possible. Vale Ninoyama, co host of the Chaser
2: Report podcast from 2020 until 2020. Nina was the best host out of all of us She
0: was strong and smart and extremely cool I once saw her do a kickflip on a skateboard All while eating a bowl of Luxa She did not spill a drop
2: one time I encountered some scary guys on the train and Nina beat them all up and then made a funny TikTok meme about how dumb those guys
0: were. Not only that, she was really great at writing her own in memoriam scripts for us to read and good at podcasting. Really great, like
2: the best. And we are so sad that she is dead.
3: Guys, I'm not I'm not dead. I'm actually right here.
2: We wish her family well. Guys! Shut up, Nina. We know you're not dead. You're just dead to us.
0: What? Why?
2: Because you're leaving us
0: to work on a fucking TV show. Sorry. Anyway, out. Get out of here. You've quit, remember. Out.
3: Okay, see you guys round.
0: R.I.P. Nina Ayama. Gone too soon.
3: Hey, can I steal a beer on the way out? No, get out of
0: here.
4: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.